0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. Well, here we are all still in lockdown and this crisis over COVID-19 is continuing to have sweeping effects on Irish businesses and on how we all live our lives. It's been unprecedented, the speed at which it has all happened, the fear that is in the community and the hope that we all still have that one day this will all be over. On this bumper episode of the podcast, we speak to a cafe owner, we speak to a fishmonger, we speak to an analyst just about how we can get through this over the course of the next few weeks. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. M I G. I E. One industry that has been hugely impacted by COVID-19 has been the food trade. Um, pretty much everything closed down overnight uh, in a manner that none of the owners were expecting and it's had a massive impact uh, on on their business, on their future, and, and they've had to make very difficult decisions. Amongst that cohort is the owner of the very popular Café Velo and also uh, the owner of Velo Coffee, Rob Horgan. Rob, how are you?
1: We're good, all considered. Um You know there's people a lot worse off than us out there The, like you said in the introduction there the cafe industry has been decimated um where we're located we're right beside the social welfare office and the other side of us we've a legal firm that does a lot of work for the hse so both are busy since the announcements on tuesday we are doing takeaway coffee and we've told both that we will stay doing that as long as is safe and we can so we've one door in one door out It's keeping a little bit of life in the building and giving me something to do from 7 in the morning until 12.
0: But you're not doing what you normally do, which is provide lots of lovely food and an opportunity for people to sit down and have a chat. And that entire culture just went puff.
1: Like the whole interaction with our customers is completely different now. We don't want to engage with them. They don't want to engage with us. It's a standoffish relationship because... Nobody wants to have any contact with them. They, when you come in the door now, so you, you you come in the original door and go off to the left to go over to the coffee area and out out the coffee door. There's this big blank space in front of you. It's it's quite sad to see the the first day that this broke out that there was measures. We were cafes were a lot of them were still open and busy is a strong term, but there was people on a lot of the tables and it was it was quite a sad morning because they were all filling out their social welfare forms. And I suppose that was the real realization for us that there's a lot more hardship to come here.
0: Yeah, I mean, the government has done a lot, Rob, and I think has it given some comfort to you and to the staff that you know no one's going to be destitute as a result of this. But we are all in this together in a very difficult time.
1: I, I think whatever your politics are, you have to admire the government in in a time where, like, as a nation, we voted them out. We said we don't want you guys anymore, and I. I admire them now to go back into their offices and do an amazing job for the nation after us telling them, do you want lads, move along. Um, and I think everyone has to ad- admire the work they're doing. They must be doing horrendous hours. Um, we had a lady in from the social welfare a couple of days ago when we still had seating open and she had documents to read that it had all come into her email overnight. A complete pivot of their system and how they were going to operate it and the people who are working behind doors to make this happen for all of us are doing amazing work aside from the healthcare workers who we all can visually see but like the guys in behind the doors in social welfare they're just they're doing trojan work to make sure that that as a nation we can function during this and after it
0: i mean the 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 knock-on effect here is as well that you have suppliers who you're not buying off. You have got uh, customers you can't serve. Uh, there, there is a circular effect here, isn't there? That, that it's not just closing the business. It's meaning you can't buy the tomatoes that you wanted. It's meaning you can't maybe buy the, the fresh food, the fresh meat that you wanted. Everybody's suffering as a result of this.
1: Well, like, if you start with here, <coughs> we, we let 22 staff go last week. So they don't have their normal income anymore. So they can't go out and shop. All of our suppliers here have been fantastic. They've just said, look at, pause everything. When it's over, we'll start again. On the flip side, the other half of the business, the coffee, we've had to do the same with our wholesale accounts. Just look at guys, survive this, and we'll get back up and running together, and we'll all get back going again together. And I think if if people do that and they're there to help each other out, we'll all come out the other side of this.
0: And do you think, Rob, that, that, that the master plan here, not that there is a master plan, but the the best hope we can have is that everything is just on pause. If we can just pretend at the end of this like it didn't happen in some way, that we will be able to restart, get back to where we were relatively quickly. There will be casualties. There will be people. There will be people who will suffer. But t- temporarily, if we can just view the economy on a on a bit of life support, that on the far side we will we will see out of this, and we will go back to at least close to where we were.
1: There's a lot of people, a lot brighter and smarter than me, and that's not a great compliment to them because it's not. It's be brighter than me isn't a huge thing, and they feel that the bounce back here will be very quick that once once we get out of this and we and we return to everyone going back to their normal day that people will be just so cooped up that they will want to get out so like the cafes and restaurants will bounce back very quickly the shops thankfully are still going but that the, the non grocery retail stores that people will just want to get back to a routine and a normal life and i hope Jonathan they're they're right because people really need when this is over it's going to be a long hard six eight ten weeks depending on who you talk to um that we need to bounce back together very quickly uh,
0: the other thing rob everyone thought you were mad uh, to decide to launch your own coffee beans and to sell them into retail which you've done very successfully i know aldi store them uh, stocked them amongst others uh, is that side of the business at least doing well for you at the moment
1: oh it's, it's, it's been fantastic and and like the the guys who work in that side of the business they're the opposite of everyone else. They're they're doing extra hours, they're flat to the mat. Um, they're doing a great job of keeping it going. Um, we've had supply pressures with ensuring that we've extra stock in because we don't know what measures are going to come in place. Um it's it's a food business, it's classed as a food business, so it it at the moment is to continue to function and keep supply there. Um Aldi are great to deal with you'd have very little contact with them by your couple of annual scheduled meetings we've had more calls off them in the last couple of weeks to make sure everything's okay. Are we keeping up? Are we coping? And on the flip side of it, have we measures in place to ensure that we do? Um, so that, that is the silver lining bit of it.
0: Absolutely. And it is fine coffee as well. I'm led to believe it. I don't drink coffee, but those who do tell me it's very good stuff. Uh, where, where are the beans from again?
1: Um, so the, the Aldi one is a blend of Colombian and Brazilian, which is, it, it's a, popular blend used across the world Um, and we were lucky enough to get an award in Bloss for two years ago so it got that bit of independent verification to, to tell people that it's good and that Bloss logo carries a lot of weight in shops people look out for it.
0: Okay, well look as I said hopefully that will Keep you going and keep you busy in many ways. Fair play for doing what you're doing for the people around you. I know it's a bit weird, but Rob, I look forward to the day I'm back in Café Velo having a lovely big cup of tea out of one of those big pots that you have. And uh, we will talk again very soon. Rob Horgan of Café Velo and Velo Coffee. Thanks for joining us. Red Business with McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie Well, the English market has traded through wars. It has traded through crises and fire. And it is still trading through... COVID-19 because it is in that designation of essential service and amongst those stepping up to the plate in those circumstances as you would expect him to do is Pat O'Connell of K.O. O'Connell Fishmongers. Pat uh, how are you first of all how are you coping with all of this?
2: Well, it's stressful. There's no doubt about that. When you are 14 or 15 staff employed, you know, you, and they have mortgages and everything else, you, you try and keep them employed. So from that end of it, it's very stressful. Um, and keeping the supply lines is stressful. But outside of that, life is just wonderful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what would your mam have made of all of this, Pat, do you think?
2: She'd have said one day at a time, Jonathan. And that's all you can do in a crisis is one day at a time. So we try not to stress about tomorrow. We stress about today, but we try not to stress about tomorrow until tomorrow comes. Uh, look, we, with
0: it's solid advice. And I think she, she, she was dead right in her day and now. Um, look, looking at the various different challenges that you have. First of all, the market is open because it is an essential service. It is providing fresh food and therefore is allowed to continue to trade through. Footfall inevitably is down, though, I'm guessing.
2: It's down this week, particularly um, so far. But look, I mean, we provide a service. uh, 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 As the the book said, you know, we're serving a city. Um, Good food is vital at this time because it helps your immune system um, and fish particularly with its alliance and and that whole end of it, it it is the original health food. So it's really important that we do stay open um, to give people a bit of variety and a bit of choice. Um, And from that point of view, we're fulfilling the what we're supposed to do, as the fellow said. Um, but it is difficult when the rest of town is closed. There's no doubt about that. I mean, most of the city, the stage is closed, down. so we're kind of a bit of an oasis in the middle of a desert.
0: Mm. Um, you, ha- you, you, of course, have your other outlets as well uh, in Bishopstown. Is we that do still have
2: trading. And that's trading well, very well, thank God. Um, so that's been really solid. Um, and we were really solid here until Saturday, so I'm assuming the weekend is going to be a bit busier again. Um, but we're selling away, we're operating away, um, staff are on a three-day week, so we have two shifts to keep them as safe as we possibly can. Um,
0: and social distancing in the market, how is that working out? It wouldn't be designed for it, let's put it that way.
2: It wouldn't be designed, but it was incredible to see on Saturday, um, particularly at our counter. You know, everybody had their distance. We had the floor space marked out and everybody just had patience and and stood back and took their time. And nobody was rushing or anything. And and it just worked really well. I think people were really sensible, um, you know, and credit to them for that. Um, Yeah, they were really patient because we were a bit slower because we... um, because we had cut our staff, to, as I said, to have two shifts. So we were down on numbers behind the counter to keep everybody safe. Um, but everybody was patient and everybody just took their time. And, you know, we had the usual banter and the usual chat. And it went really, really well.
0: You, you Pat, are one of life's great people watchers. Uh, you spend your entire day doing it. You can judge the mood of the city uh, from one glance out from behind your counter. How are people... Taking to this uh, because this is unusual. This has never happened in my lifetime, your lifetime, and God rest her, even your mother's lifetime. Uh, how, how can you sense that people are dealing with this in their own way?
2: Well, there's definitely a fear out there. People are fearful, there's no doubt about that. Um, people are nervous. They can't see this thing, they don't know who's got it, they don't know where it is. So, there is that fear factor. Um, having said that, I think we're a resilient bunch in Cork and they don't call us a rebel county for nothing. Um, and I think people are just doing what they can and being practical about it. You will always get a few idiots, unfortunately, in society and they will be idiots no matter what happens. But in general, I think people are taking all the precautions they can. Um, you know, And I think there is a fear factor that you know anybody with an underlying illness obviously has a worry. And to that extent, we we are running home deliveries now to make sure that you know there's no excuse for not getting in good food. and, um
0: and look that that's something new as well and what's fascinated me about the businesses and how they've evolved we were talking to Rob Horgan just a short time ago about you know he's takeaway only right now but he's also his business of selling the coffee beans is flying it he didn't do home delivery but now you're doing home delivery and you did it quite quickly when push came to shove it's a test of resilience this uh, in more ways than one isn't it
2: well it's that but it's also providing a service to people that for the rest of you know the rest of the time, make make the deal of coming into you. Um, so, look, if they're fearful of coming to town or if they've got an underlying illness and they're nervous, we will deliver because that's the least we can do for our customers. It, it, it's not for any other reason, really, than just providing that service that, mm. you know, there are older people that can't get in. There are older people that don't want to get in. There are people who have, as they say, an underlying illness. and. Don't want to risk it. And and that's fine. You know, we have three vents on the road we can manage and and we can do that and and we will do that. Uh,
0: What about the fishermen in all of this? Because we we know the challenge facing the beef sector. They'll have a lot of excess beef now because the restaurants are closed. Uh, Are fishermen still delivering the same levels of stock to you as they always would have or have they been impacted by this as well?
2: Well, I think fishermen have had probably the worst year so far that they've had in the last 20. I mean, we, we've been hammered by, by, high, by high winds and storms since January um, and a lot of them have been tied up and the chance to get to go out, COVID-19 sticks up its ugly head um, and the foreign markets have collapsed because you can't get your trucks through France or Spain or Italy um, and they're all on lockdown anyway so people aren't getting out as much. So the fishermen have been dealt a real bad hand this year so far. Um, Castletown, most of their boats are tied up because there just is no export market, Um, and they do 20 million worth of prawns to Italy. They do hake and monkfish and and white sole to Spain, Um, and they also supply France. So their whole system has just collapsed, I'll be honest about it. In fairness to Castletown, and I mean, we're dealing with Castletown Bear for 60 odd years. Um, We've never had a follow with them, we've never had any issue with them, they've agreed to put boats out for us, um, and a few other local traders, Um, and that's keeping us going, and it's keeping a couple of fishermen going, but they really have had a raw deal this year, Mm. They, they really have.
0: Well, fingers crossed that when this is over, it'll bounce back quite quickly and, and that they and everybody else will, will benefit from it. Pat, the, the home delivery service, there might be people whose mother or father or, or, or who is somebody who's vulnerable in the family would have loved to come into you in the market and pick stuff up, uh, and they, they might be interested in that home delivery service. How can people get details on that if they're looking for it?
2: Simple, just phone us at 021-427-6380. Um, that's 21 021- Four two seven six three eight zero, or they can email us at freshfish at aircom.net. Freshfish always fresh yes. fish at aircom.net
0: fair play you got the fresh fish at aircom.net long before aircom.net was uh, was even considered a, a thing uh, but the final question I do love your tweets Pat I, I, I wait every morning to see what you're going to say uh, you regularly post the mother-in-law which is the ugliest fish I've ever seen in my entire life is the mother-in-law temporarily in hiatus or is she still on display in the stall
2: well, she's always on display in the stall, but <laughs> luckily, you know, I, I was in a position where I've always got on, or I always got on really well with my mother-in-law, oh, God rest her soul, and we got on fine, and it was never an issue, so if she was alive today, she would know full well that it was just being a bit smart.
0: <laughs> but but she, the mother-in-law's fish is still there on display for oh, anyone who wants to have a look at we, it.
2: and um, we get them regularly, and you know. I have no idea where you came up. That was a modern fish But anyway, that's,
0: that's, that's, that's. <laughs> I thought that's what you used to call it. Maybe I'm putting on a whole different slant on it. I need to move on from know, that quite quickly. Pat <laughs> O'Connell, of O'Connell's fishmongers. We wish you the very best of luck, my friend. Thank you so much for joining Thanks, us, Jonathan, and continued success to, to everyone else in the English market.
2: Yeah, you stay safe. Mind yourself.
0: The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie. So what is the economic fallout from this? The answer, of course, is we don't actually know. What we know is that there is plenty of short term pain and we're not sure whether there'll be any long term gain out of what has been a crisis. With me now is Susan Hayes, who is an economist. She's an analyst and she's looking at all the numbers on this. Susan, how are you?
3: I'm good indeed. and Thank you for having me.
0: How is lockdown treating you?
3: Um, it is an adjustment, I suppose, like a lot of people. I'm trying to focus on what we can do all the time. I'm living now, of course, on Zoom, on Teams, on GoToWebinar, on Skype and on WhatsApp. Um so life has become a lot more concise, I suppose, in the fact that I'm not travelling. I should be in Malta at the moment talking to you, uh, where we were due to deliver a week's training, but instead I'm in Cork. I'm down here in my mum and dad's house. I said I'd take the chance to come down before we went into into full lockdown and uh, living here beside the Wi-Fi.
0: Okay. well, look, as long as it holds up, you'll be doing grand, uh, which is half the battle. I'm still struggling with the multitude of of ways of communicating. Zoom and Teams and Skype and WhatsApp audio and FaceTime. Uh, We really should have had a universal plan for this going in, but we didn't have time to prepare for it, I think is the challenge. Susan, look, we've had figures from the ESRI that, to be fair, could be described as eye-watering about the impact on the economy as a result of COVID-19. It's one hell of a sharp shock, a handbrake turn that none of us saw coming.
3: It is. Um, I have. I well. I've. I've never seen anything like this at all. I mean, you know, we started our own business in two thousand and ten, so we we started at the at the bottom, I suppose. But in a in a, my previous job, I had started. Uh, I had that was a stock market training company, and uh, we had navigated through the the financial crash at that stage. But um, no, the difference here, just as you said, Jonathan, is the is the pace. It's it's just. I mean, two weeks ago, last Tuesday, was when everything changed for us because. Um, A lot of our in-training, sorry, not a lot, like all of the in-person training that our business does, both at home and abroad, like I mentioned, I should be in Malta now, Um, I should have been in Belgium at the weekend, I should have been in Germany last week at the start. Uh, over working with uh, a school in Munich, and all of that got cancelled. But all, not just that—I um, was due to have 30 teenagers on a transition year work placement program that we run for companies uh, next week. That's that's gone as well. So it, it all—it all kind of happened together, and I'm sure an a lot of your listeners can identify with within hours. Like the business landscape completely, completely changed. And that of course is also you can see that in how the stock market has has been responding as well, in that it's had, you know, eye watering falls as well. But that that would also be a mirror image of what's going on in, in the business community on the ground. But and then in addition to that, the government response has also had to like things. Things have had to change in in days, and I think the announcement over the past couple of of days around the 3.7 billion stimulus over 12 weeks, which works out at o- over 300 million a week, um, and that is due to affect up to 800,000 people directly. Like all of these things, are huge, massive, massive changes that have taken place in a in an extremely short period of time, and I think it's the so it's it's not just what the ESRI are talking about this morning with 7.1% contraction in the economy. It's the pace at which that has happened. Um, and also the pace at which we're now trying to figure out how to apply for different uh, government supports, or how to mm. how to react, how to do this over the, the, the next couple of days but, but, and, but weeks I, and months.
0: I, I was speaking to one business owner this morning who told me there was three staff impacted in his business, and they they applied, they went through the system, and the money was in their account before they had to pay it out, and and this person was flabbergasted. At the speed at which that had happened, and and was complementary of the efficiency of the system. So, you know, if you, it's a, it's hard to be critical of the government and the state as to how they've responded to this. The question is how long they're going to be able to maintain that level of response. <laughs>
3: Oh, for sure, Jonathan. I mean, you know, they've said they've said, they've said 12 weeks. Now, the last 12 days have been very long in terms of, not in terms of time, but in terms of how much things have changed. So oh, no, they've, very... been ver-
0: they've been very long. Ask anyone who've got their kids at home with them.
3: Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. And I also think as well, we have absolutely no idea what the country and indeed the world will look like in 12 weeks' time. So trying to figure out what, what it's going to be like is, is very hard. And what I would say is that um, it was not on the the Tuesday that everything changed, but on Friday, I distinctly remember I was sitting at home and I I was watching an awful lot of the news and I was listening to an awful lot of things. Of course, I was scrolling endlessly through Twitter and I was really getting sucked into it and I wasn't being the business person that I normally was. Normally, I'm the person that, you know, looks for the opportunity and, you know, goes after things. And... My husband said to me, he says, what's wrong with you? He said, like, you're really you're really not being yourself at all. And I said, but look at all this happening. And he said, yes, but focus on what you can do. That's one of the things that has always guided the business right throughout. And and he he during that conversation and, you know, he kind of held up a mirror to me as, as how I was getting sucked into it. And after that, I really had to re- rewire my brain. I had to go back and I had to look at the business and I said, OK, like what's not being affected by this? Because there are educational consultancy projects that are continuing as normal but I was being slower in reacting to them. And and if I was being slower, well, our staff were being slower because I wasn't directing them as fast. And of course, the other thing was, what could we do differently that I needed to think about? So we started then going back to those in-person clients and saying, those in-person delivery clients and saying, but can we deliver this for you online? Or can we train your staff or your stakeholders to deliver training that's engaging online? Last night, I gave a webinar, for example, to um, to over 100 economic students. I, I wrote the economics textbook with two other people So we do this every month and last night we had far more people online students teachers parents people who are interested in in the economy but it was that type of thing that i needed to have done was to say look what can we do differently and then of course just like you're mentioning there is to apply for the the supports that are out there and a couple i just want to mention one is the business continuity voucher that are available from the leos it's a two and a half thousand euro voucher where you can use it to if you have to re-change your business in ways, whether it's IT related or remote working related or finance related or HR related. Now, I know to a lot of your listeners, Jonathan, two and a half thousand won't make a big difference. And I'm cognizant of that, but I just want to let people know that it's there and that it could make a difference to to small businesses. The other thing as well to mention is that the Leo is still open for business Um, last over two years ago. We applied for an innovation partnership um, and it worked out really well. That's where if you want to do something different, uh, where you can work with a university who can give you staff in order to make it happen. But so now we're applying for another one. And and that innovation partnership feasibility study is to look into that idea of an innovation partnership. That's a nine thousand euro voucher. The innovation voucher, sorry, the innovation partnership, the full one is up to two hundred thousand. That's still available. And now it it takes like the, the, the feasibility is a very short form. The innovation partnership is a bigger one. But the point I'm making is that's currently what I'm working on today is these things are still available to us. And I know there are businesses frantically trying to understand the difference between the pandemic form and then there's the other one. The, uh, the income subsidy form and trying to figure all of these out. But the Chamber, I have to say, the Chambers of Commerce and the Leos around the country have been really good mm. at trying to separate what can work and what can't work. So rather than trying to do all these things yourself, reach out and ask for help. They're there.
0: Um, of course, we're still in that panic phase and, and companies making difficult decisions with regard to staff and filling in forms. Other companies, and, and every company really should be looking, well, what am I going to do when we see light at the end of the tunnel, how am I going to get back up and running? What plans have I got in place to ease ourselves out of this crisis because it isn't going to end overnight? That level of planning is hard, but you can start it now, can't you?
3: Oh, you can, I suppose. One thing I will say about that that I'm noticing is that a lot of people are using language like going back to normal. We're not going back. Jonathan, we're not going back to normal. We have to move to a new normal. And, and we're going to have to realize that there's there's things that are happening around us now that, that simply won't go back. It just won't click, click a click of a switch and then it, it'll go back to the way it was. It's not going back to the way it was. And uh, if you if you wanted one example of that, like, you know, where you and I both are today doing this podcast is not where we would normally be. And the point is, is that remote working has gone through this massive people are calling it an experiment. The longer this goes on, the more this won't be an experiment, the more that will become the status quo. We have to realise that we are moving into a new normal. Whether it is the focus that people are going to have on remote working or whether it is, as I say in my own world, about people doing more online in terms of training or whether it is that companies, uh, particularly hospitality units, uh, are going to have to be more flexible in terms of people who will get used to click and collect or will be more focused on delivery or whether it is that we will be moving towards a more community based understanding of how people want to work. It's incumbent on all of us, you and me, to figure out what this new normal is going to be.
0: All right. Susan Hayes, analyst and economist. Uh, pleasure talking to you. Lots of sense coming out you. Uh, even if you are not where you're supposed to be in Malta, but you're talking to us here in Red Business. Susan, thank you so much for it, giving us the time.
3: Thanks. Thanks indeed, Jonathan. And every best wish to every one of your listeners.
0: My thanks as always to all of our guests. Red Business is here to support your business. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so by red business at redfm.ie or drop me a tweet at Jonathan Healy on Twitter. Neave Hennessy and Myra Hayes Goff were the producers. We will catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. M I G dot IE.